Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Jack. And I'm Riff. And me, Hot Stuff. Welcome to the uh, last episode of the Kingdom of Loathing podcast before everyone hates us and everything sucks forever. <laughs> <coughs> wow. That's, how you, how that's you been, a Riff? terrible prognostication. An eerie foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Riff? Um, well, let's see. I'm getting back into working on the the next Avatar path, and uh, your mashed potato sculpture of Devil's Tower. Yep, yep. That's going to be pretty good. Uh, I got the special garlic mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That'll add some nice texture. Yeah, and uh, might as well smell nice. You know, if you like, <laughs> I feel like if Michelangelo had had the option of sculpting David out of something that smelled good, smelled good, yeah, he would have done it. Well, maybe, you don't think marble smells good? Yeah, maybe that marble like smelled really nice like at the time, and it's just kind of you know it's oh off. like when it was fresh. Yeah, like it was actually some sort of de- delicious uh, marble fudge. <laughs> so, it was a, a delicious marbled steak. <laughs> so there, you know, glass marbles are what you use to shoot marbles with, right? For sure, kids' games or whatever. Were the original marbles made out of marble, or is that just some sort of weird confluence you would of words that they were? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, because, I mean, a guy doing that carving, he's got a bazillion little chips Chunks. of marble. Yeah, right. you, you would think somebody would grab those and make something Polish out of them. Polish them up. Make yeah. spheres out of them? I hmm. Spears? Spheres. Like spheres. the tips of spears? Or like entire spears? Like practice practice spheres. Like you don't want them, you want them to be kind of circular. <laughs> So that when you stab somebody with them, it doesn't actually hurt them. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's for okay. training exercises. Um, huh. What have you been up to, Kevin? Hot stuff? Fuck. Uh, not a whole lot lately. Um, just hanging out, working on things, playing video games. Things are you, you've, been, you've only been working on things you're not allowed to talk about. We've been working on the challenge path a little bit. Yeah, that's true. You've been helping me with that. That's going to be all right, I think. So uh, this is the first uh, challenge path in which we're trying to really show off the uh, benefits of the Type 69 environment, which I guess that's – it's our fault. It's it's our fault for letting Chris Moyer name it that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So it's fine. It's fine. It's a good enough name. We didn't ever – we didn't ever change it. Would it, yeah. would it just have been a change of the script name? Yeah, that was the only thing. I mean, that was like – you know, trendy we did name because it was just the name of the path. But uh Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People are gonna call it what they're gonna call it. Yeah, you can't really argue with them. Uh let's see. Uh handful of I've been trying to I've been trying to trivial update more things, sort of fix some turtles, put back some turtles that weren't there, changed some uh I guess a lot of people didn't know, and so I sort of tried to reveal this in a trivial update that the turtle taming stuff uh, whether a zone is a high level or a low level zone is sort of determined by, or high, mid, or low is determined by the stat recommendation on the zones. Cause those, we have a lot more flexibility with those now that they're not hard limits on anything. So they can just kind of be whatever. Um, I don't think that I've been super consistent about the way that I've picked them in some of the lower level ones. I'll just like kind of look at the monsters and then do just sort of their average defense minus five. And, uh, huh. Are you, are you distracted by something there? Well, I'm curious as to why there is a bottle of baby shampoo on this couch. <laughs> I'm assuming it was a joke of some sort on someone. But no more tears. You could wash your hair. It's true. 
You could wash your baby's hair. It's like baby aspirin, right? It's like normal shampoo, except it just tastes better. <laughs> this is it's as gentle, chewable. Yeah, as gentle to eyes as pure water. I hear you're supposed to drink a bottle of baby shampoo every week uh, to prevent a heart attack. <laughs> so, I because mean, you die think, of shampoo poisoning. Instead do you of think a, an employee of Johnson and Johnson would just let me pour this on their eyes? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's in the contract that they sign. Like, anytime you work for Pepsi, you have to be willing to let some let a stranger spring the Pepsi challenge on you at any moment. Right. Um, and then you're fired if you, if you don't pass. Your coffee gets randomly replaced with Folgers Crystals if you are a, uh, an employee of Folgers Inc. And if you, uh, if you notice, you are summarily executed. <laughs> so wow. it's best. We've, we've replaced, we've replaced this employee's coffee with Folgers Crystals. Let's see if anyone admits to it. Mm. You don't think they would just be drinking Folgers Crystals? Because it was free? Superglue uh, employees are transported to and from their 40th floor office by being strapped into hard hats, <laughs> hard hats on the undersides yeah. of I-beams <laughs> on cranes. Um, uh, that sounds... Okay, no, I'm, I, I'm not real good with heights, so that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> I would not I mean, want to be lifted being, by the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, even being lifted by your head at... You know, that's a popular method of murder. Uh, <laughs> And and suicide Lift, is lifting is, someone up by the head. Yes, yeah, suspension from uh, glued hard hat <laughs> until dead. That's that's the last sentence. A lot of guys here. The, the crews uh, get to him, and there's just this skeleton hanging from a hard ah, hat. Ah, ah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> they just forgot to stop filming the commercial. <laughs> um, what what other what other product claims result in weird employee policies? Good job, guys. Yeah, I've, I'm like trying to sort through my like 80s and 90s yeah. uh, commercial lore. It's it's tricky. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think of something with ivory soap. Like if you sell a if you sell one of uh, those wines before its time, they will send Orson Welles to your house to <laughs> eat you. <laughs> um, yeah, bold claims, guys. Bold claims. Do yeah. Do you want to get right into the questions? Sure. Sure. Okay. I'll just uh, be here thinking about commercials. <laughs> well, pop in if you come up with something. Seriously, I don't want you to have come up with zero. Yep. Both of you guys, Jesus Christ. What do I even pay you for if not to come up with <laughs> jokes about commercials? Sacrilege writes, will there ever be an underwater clan dungeon? Yeah, there will be uh, one of these days. I don't really huh. know. That was a that was that's an idea that we've we've floated intended <laughs> oh. sunk yeah it sunk before it before it launched though uh, Ala six twenty says uh, why do fake hands vanish if equipped when you ascend is this a bug and if so what is being done to rectify the issue well <laughs> uh, I mean there's no reason that we couldn't fix that I guess I don't know that we knew about it but it totally makes sense because fake hands aren't really real when you go to equip them it actually just increments a flag uh, so that oh and then it just displays that number on your equipment and on your so it's just another one of the weird edge cases that you look at every time you look at any of the fucking code um so since it's a flag it just goes away when you uh when is, you ascend is kol at this point just like the biggest if statement 
or like it's a bunch of collections of of them in in a lot of cases yeah there are certain things like uh oh by the way uh one of the things that's going to piss everybody off a lot between this show and the next show is uh i'm probably getting rid of quick skills because why would you do that because it is a fucking it makes the skills page a fucking impossible nightmare huh and I it just I hate it. What about it is the makes yeah, what's, what's it ma- it's because it has to be executable while you're in a fight. It makes it so all of the normal checks that go into like loading a script can't fire on the skills page, which just creates a bunch of stupid goofy bugs. Could like, it not be two separate? Yeah, things. it may, but I mean, so, so it can be the new skills page, which doesn't fucking suck and isn't hugely confusing, and the non-combat action bar, which duplicates the functionality of the quick skills only way, way better. Like, also, somebody could write a fucking Grease Monkey script if people are that into the idea of it, but well, it's, it's, it is kludgy garbage and it's going away. Okay, I guess here, here's my, here's my question. Like, why, are there not like an outside of combat skills, quick skills thing and an inside of combat quick skills thing? Because that isn't the way that it was done. And the way that it was done rendered skills.php completely impossible to work with. I see. And I'm just starting over okay. with it if we do anything with it. It might not be this week. Probably won't be this week. We got a lot of shit to do. But, uh God. So happy. I will be so happy to never have to look at that bullshit again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So if a McDonald's employee <laughs> fails to constantly be loving it, they call in the ham murderer. Okay. okay. It, but they're not like we're loving it. If they say, if, I guess they say, I'm, is that yeah. is that always coming from the perspective? I assume that it was Ronald himself if, who always if, if anybody If anybody breaks apart from the team by not being one of the people who can legitimately say that we're loving it. Uh, King Bobson says, just a slight opinion on the speakeasy. The hints the hot dog stand had to help find its unlock item made it that much more satisfying than passwords for the speakeasy. Or adding some kind of thematic cohesion between where you unlock things or something that meant that it wasn't as much of a wait a month and all of them will be unlocked probably and you can't speed that up sort of thing. Opinions. I don't think it's fair to describe it as a wait a month and all of them will be unlocked thing. I mean, one of them was deliberately hidden for a month. We also didn't tell you how many there were. People figured it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean... What kind of hints did the hot dog stand have? I guess it showed you the item the that would unlock the recipe, but like it wasn't any clearer in a lot of those cases than no hint at all. Like, right? Like, where the, do you get an ancient hot dog? Frustrating like, to me know. is there is a hint. Like, forget anything that like happened during the stream or whatever. There is a hint if you just fucking think about it for a minute. There is a giant hint staring you all in the face, and you're not thinking about it. So, really, yes, yes. It's not like it's not like in the speakeasy. There's a hint, but like people have a set of knowledge. Is it just the word "easy"? Speakeasy no. and enter. No, it is not. Um, that like people have a set of knowledge. You'll have to tell me what the fuck you're talking about. I will. Um, it, but it's like big hint staring you in the face and nobody has like put two and two together it's it's driving me crazy and i don't want to say anything about it anyway this one isn't even a big deal but i mean i like i'm sorry king bobson that you don't like it as much as you like the hot dog stand but i mean people i I had the exact opposite 
uh, feedback from some people. Like they said, this was super fun. Like not knowing where anything was, was like super exciting to like sort of just wander around and find stuff. And like, it becomes so clear when you've stumbled on like a clue part of the, or part of the password or whatever. Like, and this was just a different way. I mean, all clan VIP items are intended to be collaborative and we don't tend to do two that are collaborative in the exact same way. Right. right? So the way that this one was collaborative was in figuring out where the information was concealed as opposed to like having to gather all the stuff up. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the, I appreciate the feedback about it, but it seems like it's just the kind of thing that you didn't enjoy. So to you, it was just waiting for yeah, somebody I mean, else to unlock all this stuff. And I mean, that's always the risk you run when you do some weird puzzly thing is that some people just don't like weird puzzly things. Uh, Messiah 87 says, so Dreadslovania has a mechanic where if you run away from a combat, you lose a kiss. If you use a free runaway, however, this doesn't show up in the logs. The clan just loses a kiss without warning. Uh, that's weird. Uh, anyway, basically asking for a uh, ran away from the monster to the logs, which... I guess normally we don't log that kind of thing because we don't care. Like when somebody runs away from a hobo or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, a boss we do because it needs to announce that. Um, yeah, I can look at that. The Stolker says. The Stolker. Uh, have you read the Magic 2.0 books by Scott Meyer? Off to be the Wizard and Speller Highwater. They seem like they would be right up your alley. I read the first one. Um, Magic 2.0? Mm-hmm. Is it the title? That's the name of the series. Uh, it doesn't say that on it anywhere. Is this where you cast a spell and anyone can comment on that spell? Yes. It was the one where he, the guy figured, the User guy finds a, spells. he's poking around on the internet and he finds a file that contains the code for reality and he can start altering it at his will from his phone. And so then he goes back to live as a wizard in medieval England. Huh. Um, I read it this year. Talked about it. Some. You've read a lot this year. I know. Like- I started, I got over the, I got over my unwillingness to read books on my phone, and I've been reading a bunch of books on That's my phone. That's cool. It's pretty good. Anyway, thank you, The Stalker, uh, for recommending that, because it is pretty good. I would probably read the second one, I guess. I'd, I'd have to kind of maybe read a summary of the first one to brush up on who the characters were and stuff. Also, so, it's that uh, the guy that wrote these is the guy that does that basic instructions comic, which is just oh, sort of like huh. rotoscoped still images of himself and his wife, I guess. It's, it's, it's a funny comic. I yeah, used to read it. That is a good comic. I don't know why I stopped, but I did. Uh, let's see. Is the sequel Magic 2.1? <clears throat> no. Okay. That's the first. That's what the editor sent back to him. Okay. Lord Hyperion says, regarding the new challenge pass restriction slash rewards for the special challenge path, will they be applied in the same way that the karma bonus is granted? I.e. get the rewards restriction so long as you start the run when it's the current challenge path? No. Um, at rollover 4205, the bottle days will stop dropping from the sorcerers. It's not... The way that that karma thing is handled is in a different spot where the, and it's not like we couldn't make it work the same way, but the place where the karma is handled is a place that cares and has ready access to information about ascensions. Whereas the place that the bottle day drops is just like when you just fight a monster at the end of, you know, so, I mean, we could reconstruct the date that you started the ascension, but we're just not going to, um, also, it's just a different kind of thing, right? Like the karma bonus will still work the same way. It's just that the, um, I forget about, I forget how the restrictions go. I think it is when you break prism, the date restrictions go away. The post that Gamali put in the forum implied that at rollover type 69 restrictions just lift. 
at rollover at rollover on the on the end of the oh yeah no that's actually true because those are dependent on what path you're in and once it's not the current path anymore it won't have them at all yeah that's a good point you're right uh, however they lift now is how they lift now um <laughs> while you're in in the run uh guido the wee fetishist says oh man says put your phone in airplane mode hot stuff okay are we just gonna talk to people no Okay. Uh, Guido the Wii Fetish says, We have two hurricanes on the way, so this might be the last question I'll ask. Uh, why do my fake hands keep going into the ether when I ascend with them equipped? Uh, all right. We already got to that. Uh, hmm, sleeping's no runt. Sleeping snow runt uh, says a question I'm not going to read. Psyche says, Conctitis, please discuss. Yeah, that's not so fun. I mean, we kind of intended to put an annoying thing in the spot where everyone was spending all of their turns at the time. Sorry, when you said uh, airplane mode, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I should put my phone on airplane mode. <laughs> uh, I see. Right. It turns off the wireless for a second. <clears throat> okay. Well, okay. Yeah. What do you think about conctititis? I think it's hilarious. And there should be a lot more things like it in the game. <laughs> really? Things specifically like it? Not like it, but I, think <clears throat> I, I like the idea of negative status effects a lot. I and mean... We, they're like super sparse, so that it's, it seems really weird when they happen. Disco if, Nap cures it. Right. No, there's a bunch of stuff. Like, there's a bunch of counters to... Right. And I mean, but Disco Nap is the one that is basically free. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, it's just a matter of like paying attention which i guess is the thing that people don't want to do people don't want to pay attention right. they just get into another fight and then their auto attack isn't working right for whatever reason yeah i don't know i mean it's a question is that even in a place that you have to go in a run i guess it's it is airship right no it's in the, it's a in procrastination the oh in the, yeah, it's in the castle do you have to spend any turns on the floor where the procrastination giant is at this point i guess you do you have to do it later um QRD says, hi, Jick. Are you considering buffing two-handed weapons, considering two one-handers or one-hander and offhander almost always better? <sighs> this comes up every once in a while. I think it's okay for two one-handers to be better in most cases because that makes it so... And it requires a skill. Yeah, it makes it so the dual-wielding skill has value, but... It's I, very difficult to balance that. It's not, though. I mean, it because it doesn't really matter if... A two-handed weapon from level three gets plus eight muscle instead of plus four muscle. Right, but it's... For the important ones, it does, but... Yeah. That's the thing, like, I can't go back and make all the... Like, the two-handed stuff that is end-game kind of content. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that's balanced against that already, and to double that, or, like, near double that would be... It would be all kinds of problematic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying double them, but one double them, them, double I, them. I went, where, I went through at one no, point. No, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm saying double them where harmless. Right. But I, I went through at one point and multiplied all the two handed stuff by 1.5 or so where it was obvious that it wouldn't cause any problems. But because of that, like nobody even noticed. Right. Because it's all just on stuff that nobody cares about. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like, because almost all the, the cool stuff is one-handed. Anytime there is this a two-handed thing, it's just like it would have to be crazy. So, yeah, I mean, being two-handed is kind of like just having a giant negative enchantment on it, right? <laughs> like <laughs> minus one equipment slot, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I'm not even really sure why that's a thing, right? If we're not actually going to use it as a balance lever, what's the point of it, right? I mean, it prevents you from putting it in the disembodied hand. Well, it that's a way later, th- you know what I mean? No, I know, but I'm, there are there are definitely, like, the idea of... Well, doing away with it now is not not an option, right? right? Because of the handful of ways in which it is important. But like, if we had it to do over again, would we would we do that? We would probably just be balance it. Pay pay more attention to it, yeah, and be careful, more careful with the numbers, yeah. Um, you know, if we ended up, if we did try to be stricter about some kind of budgeting for making magic items, we would just give it twice the budget, right? Um. But it would probably still, like, unless everything was strictly linear in terms of its budget expenditure, which it just wouldn't be. We just wouldn't do that, I don't think. It would, you'd still be better off with two. Probably. You know, like if plus item drop was square root of budget or whatever, then. Uh, Zender6092 says, are you a pineapple? Um, no. Are you sure? Mm. I don't know. My, my face is is rough my hair is very scraggly and green uh-huh. fellow knee says any chance you could double sort our buffs first by turns remaining and then by buff name right now they bounce around like crazy after every adventure spent because they're only sorted by turns remaining how does that work huh like why would they they're all reduced by one why would that change the ordering at all Oh, because they're not like once. Like, if, you if you have, have ten, 20, tur- I guess if you have ten turns of a bunch of, of stuff, everything. that's different. Yeah, but I don't know. Why I don't know why be... that would change either. Um, I mean, oh. yeah, yes, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think I, those are probably just sorted via a custom function that I wrote. Hmm. Um, Saul Omnis says uh, hi again. Although this is the second question. <laughs> I should read them in the wrong order. Uh, is there a way we could have the passwords we find for the speakeasy on our quest log or something? I ask on account of I never noticed the yellow one. It's super faint until I've already hit next adventure. And when I do that, it just works like the browsers or when I do that, it worked. The browser's back button just won't give it up. Okay. Um, no. Yeah. Like, no. I, think, I think what you're asking for is like if we will automatically populate your quest log with thing, a thing that you found that you might not have noticed. And like, no, because you not noticing it is part of you not finding it. Yeah. Um, not in your case in particular, but like in some cases, hi, uh, said Saul Vominus. kick me against or kick me again. Signs, kick me signs are awesome. Do they increase the chance of being attacked randomly in PVP? I would totally love that. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I, like that. I know we can do that, but we haven't. Master Tortellini says the bottle day was an interesting incentive, which I feel did a good job of offsetting those pesky restrictions on old content. Do you give yourself a license to make these rewards more powerful than you otherwise would because their clock is ticking? How much is the limited availability a factor? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... The limited availability is a huge factor. I think we wouldn't have felt okay just putting that into the the base game, knowing that it was only going to be around for three months and that it was a huge amount of effort to get, means that those things will be valuable long into the future. Because we had done something kind of similar that I had forgotten about. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was, there was like a rollover mistake or there was some downtime or something. And so there was an item that I had handed out, uh, 
that I just sent everybody as like an apology for some glitch that, that potentially like cost somebody turns. Ten or turns or five turns or something. No, I don't think so. Time I think it was an entire no, that's different. Oh. We gave people a bunch of those. Give everybody eight. <laughs> and they were tradable. But it was, it was eighty turns. Like it, there's a, they're one turn each. I think. Oh, they're one turn each? I think oh, so. Well maybe not. Okay. But you could use it in run and stuff. So um Sure. Which you would never pull it for that, but like you would pull something for a hundred turns. So I you can only use one of them in a week and it, you know it's just not a big deal. It's fine. Like that's, it seems like crazy turn gen. And I feel like the, the me who has complained about turn gen would have complained about it, but like, whatever, they're it's, hard to get. I and mean, it's super useful for like when there's world a events, world of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what it's for. I don't remember what the item was that was the sort of direct predecessor of this. Yeah. I'm, it I'm, wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was a book. <laughs> was it, it was like, was it the data spider thing? I don't know. I don't remember that. I mean, I guess that created some downtime. There was, there were, yeah, we were down for several hours at the very least. It's amazing that we were only down for a few hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Power Turtle says, one thing I've always wondered is why Zombo's shoulder blade is a two-handed sword. With it being a two-handed weapon, it makes it impossible to wear the complete Zombo outfit with the sword. Was it made like this deliberately? Yeah, Zombo's way bigger than you are. So you're not supposed to be able to equip all of his stuff at the same time. I mean, that's the thing. Like a lot of the handedness of weapons is thematic. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was thinking when we were talking about that earlier. That um, it it makes sense mechanically that all weapons would be one handed, but you would kind of miss that verisimilitude. You wouldn't be able to do cool bow staff tricks. Yeah, exactly. There's the three handed weapons, which we don't we let you equip those, even though you yeah, because that was just a joke. <laughs> We should we should uh, only let you equip those if you're wearing a fake hand, or if you've got a disembodied hand familiar. <laughs> yeah. Vorzer says, in case you guys don't read Twitch's blog, they now block the audio of non-live videos that they think contain copyrighted music. Be sure not to sing or play music during the next live stream. Uh, I think I think that I could do ten thousand hours of Twitch broadcasting and never ever run afoul of playing copyrighted music. While I was doing a Twitch stream, because why the fuck would you do that? Uh, people, people so, are running. People are getting bitten by it because they're playing their own music, and the copyright claims are kicking yeah. it, even though they. they There's also it, people like, getting getting hit by the game music. Like the guy that did the right. music for Necrodancer was was Danny having Baranowski. some troubles. Yeah, because like his his music for that game is getting flagged, even though he never once opted into that, and he owns the copyright to that. So that's causing the, some problems. A lot of streamers will just have a playlist running because it is because that takes a little bit of pressure off of them to to provide sort of audio commentary to what they're doing. Right, right but it was obvious that that was going to have a stop put to it. Was eventually it, it was to me. I mean, it sort of like. I, like, it was just pretty clear that when we were doing Radio KOL stuff, that if we were ever going to try to achieve any sort of legitimacy, we had to just stop playing copyrighted music over the internet. So we did, and when we took over the podcast feed and actually sort of took over the liability of it, we stopped it at the point where there was just music being played. And, that, right. you know, it's that's just rinky-dink. Like, those days are over. You can't... You know, this is like being surprised that if you set up your own radio station and just play CDs with a huge, powerful FM transmitter, like, of course, they're going to stop you. Like, they have to. Yep. Anyway. 
And they have to do it with an automated system, which means they're going to be a bunch of false positives. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they will make it so you can opt out of that. I'm sure it will be fine. Like, this same doom and gloom prediction. Oh, oh, right, YouTube isn't a thing anymore. YouTube was totally destroyed because <laughs> I, of I mean, these rules. Honestly, this is like... This opens up a potential market for musicians who are like, here are songs that I own the copyright to. I have cleared them with this service so that you can play them during your broadcast. Just, you know, yeah. give me yeah. 10 bucks. Please, please donate some money to me so that I can survive. You know, and maybe that will work. Did Twitch not already get bought by somebody? There's They're in the process, probably, of being bought by Google. Yeah. By Google. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Adventurer says, naming just some of the things you're preparing for. 2014 Fall Challenge Path, 2014 Crimbo, Quest Revamp Train, believed to be level 12, New Clan Dungeon, Traveling Trader, etc. Do you have a priority list for completion? If so, what is it? Now, I mean, right now I'm working on the Challenge Path because it's the most pressing thing. Yeah. Um, we've got the KOL Khan item. We've got... Yeah. Items of the month in the future. We've got. Wait, I think Citadel I'm, revamp should be out before long. Yeah, yeah, it should be. That's just waiting on some. That would probably already be done if CD Moyer hadn't gone to a lake. Yeah. If he hadn't gone and jumped in a lake. <laughs> um, I kind of want to skip over level twelve and deal with the sorceress tower before I do level twelve because level twelve is, has has kind of turned into a morass. Um. And really what I want is to sort of mess with that after Hot Stuff is freed up from spending most of his time on the project that we can't tell you about and that you will never see. Sorry. That, um, we, that we say that we're not going to keep mentioning, but then we keep doing it. <laughs> well, but I'm saying, okay, so let's say Hot Stuff is busy with some unrelated stuff. Hot Stuff has a different job <laughs> for the next couple months. Um, and once that job is over, his, I, I know that it is important to you that the war not fundamentally change. I would, I mean, I don't, I would like it to be similar, uh, but I bet that you and I could, what I, what I want to be able to do is take those monsters, but essentially start from scratch with the mechanics of how the unlocking works so that it can be integrated into the earlier stuff that I want to do with the Island, oh. as opposed to having, having all of that stuff. And, and I think that you and I can do that if we sit down and just say like this, because you know what the spirit of that is that you want to preserve right. better than I do. Um, huh. I know, I know what your answer to this is going to be, but how important is it to you to be able to do the nine, 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 nine trick? Uh, like really important. I, I like it. I think it is a thing that people do because I mean, they do it once because you get rewards and stuff. Yeah, right. But are, do you, are you thinking that that would just go away? I mean, as I I don't know that that's a thing that I would do now. I mean, I guess it's uh, yeah. I don't know. It is a thing that I like because it's something that you probably wouldn't encounter, but you might think, well, like, huh? I wonder what would happen if yeah. and. And then you figure out a way to do it, and there there actually is something in there. And I like I like having those kinds of of rewards. So one thing that I wish is that I wish that I mean, though I like the idea of you sort of unlocking these permanent 
buffs by beating the war on a certain side, nobody cares about them, right? Like people don't make their decision about which side to take in the war based on the after core value of of the massage parlor they or hospital use or them whatever. though. So uh, while they might not make the decision based on it, I mean, that, it depends on what they're doing, right? Like what, they, what they will definitely, they, they definitely choose sides based on which one is faster, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think and that most of the time, that's what, that's what the decision gets based but on. But a casual I, player might set up a situation where it's just <coughs> easier because they have the massages or whatever. Yeah. I've just never met anyone who has said that they've done that it, it's a weird it's a weird place right because if you're a super casual player you don't necessarily know that what kinds of rewards are going to be for finishing quests for a particular side I mean, and also those rewards are well you might right i mean i feel like if you're a casual if you're a casual ascender who is always like that's always the sort of like main target for me wanting to make the game fun is mm. someone who ascends regularly but maybe it takes them a month to right. get through, right? But they they know what the sort of core loop of the game is, but they are not going to do stuff that they don't enjoy just because it's faster, right. right? They enjoy going fast, but they don't enjoy going fast to the exclusion of enjoying anything else. Um, and they they'll know because they will do the other. They will do the hippie side once, and then they'll think, oh, next time I'm gonna next time I'm gonna blow up Megaton, right? And so they will do it the other side just to see what it's like, and then they will know what it's like, but it. It just, I would so much rather the state of the board during the war to not be so reactive to things that you can change at will. Like, being able to get to one of the side quests at a different casualty level depending on what outfit you're wearing is what causes all of these stupid problems well but it's theoretically that you're doing if we if we're just we're tracking them with completely independent flags it wouldn't matter right like if you went to the nuns we're dressed in the hippie outfit no but it would because it, it if if we're gonna make it so it doesn't matter if you have two entirely separate meters of progress, then we have to, then we're extremely limited in the kinds of things that we can do with those side quests, right? Like, okay. The, because I want the world state to be a consistent thing and a thing that can't be one of two things based on how you're dressed, right? And it's, and I'm not talking about like the bugbear bakery is in one of two world states, depending on how you're dressed, right? Cause it's not the world is this place will only let you in if you're doing this. Right. And you're, you're right that mechanically the solution is if you've gotten back 90% of the meat as a frat boy from, for, for the nuns, that you shouldn't just be able to do that last 10% as the hippies. But it also doesn't make any sense for them to have had more meat stolen if you do some weird thing, right? Where you're going in as two different places. So what, what I'm going to propose is that the side quests become linked to one faction or the other right like you have a number of side quests that you can do if you're fighting for the hippies and a number that you can do if you're fighting for the frat boys and we figure out what the most desirable or most interesting after core reward was and we just make it so no matter who you finish the war as those things end up in that state afterwards 
Uh-huh. So that kind of just that gets rid of the potential for like increasing the pace of the the war itself. No, it doesn't. By- it just has to be adjusted. We just have to adjust the way that we do it. And I mean, maybe the way that we do that is by adding more or making it so things that you can do ahead of the war makes it makes it more effective you know makes completing the quest more effective it's just they're like the the nun's trick is goofy but it is i don't think it is goofy because we just like forgot to make it not goofy i think it's goofy because the whole thing is narratively fucking goofy right because everything there is treating you like the the game treats you like you're a person right the game doesn't it reads too much like a sort of a splintering of the instant space in a single from a single person's perspective from the single player's perspective which i just don't like and so you would rather instead of just dealing with that narratively you'd want to just like redo the mechanically dealing with it narratively seems like a crazy morass like because then everything has to have this state where it's like you know no sorry you can't, we won't accept your help because this other guy already helped us, even though it was you. And I just don't recognize you because you're dressed different. Like, because then everything has to have a, like, you're doing this and you're the only person we've ever seen. You're doing this, but we've seen you in this other outfit. So the state is different and we have to explain that to you somehow to, to both have to explain it to the player and to adjust the mechanics in a way that makes it make sense, both mechanically and narratively just seems like so much more trouble for no benefit right other than just like preventing these exploits which is a benefit but it's not like benefiting the player right the player's better off if he can do whatever stupid bullshit makes it the fastest whereas i feel like we are better off the freer we are to make these things work in a way that are fun for everybody rather than a way that like i worry that by preserving the specific by trying to preserve the specific math that you worked out of like being able to, to power through by making all of the things accessible, like some of them just starting out accessible, all of them basically starting out accessible to one side or the other, which is how it works. Right. Or, or is it, do you have to fight your way to the, to all of the, I don't, I, I don't remember exactly. I think it's possible that three are accessible to each. Yeah. Side. I, that's, that's how I think of it is that three are accessible to you. But I mean, what that means is that all of them are accessible to you from the beginning. If you change your clothes, right. Sure. Which um, I don't know. I like, I do want to preserve the ability to do the weird thing that is the like Easter egg pirate victory, because I think that's funny and I think mm-hmm. it's clever, but it's nice if I was, the game rewards that sort of exploration. It is, but if I was designing the thing now, I would just make you pick a side and then that's what the war is because that is just how I would want that to work. Because then then you just have control over the the experience and you don't have to you don't have to worry about like having to match these mechanical needs for it to be balanced against these narrative needs for it to not just be nonsense. And I recognize that most people don't care whether the narrative is nonsense or not, because the whole game is fucking nonsense, right? Like that's, that is our theme is nonsense. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I think about the fact that like, we think of the design of the level 12 quest as having been like this really hard fought thing, but really we spent like a night on it 
eight years ago. And I think we could do better. Huh. I mean, I feel like it was multiple weeks in England where we hashed out how no, it wasn't. We, I, I feel like we spent, we, it was not multiple weeks. It was, it was maybe multiple days of arguing about it. We had spent a lot of time thinking about it and spent a lot of time like trying to figure out how to do it. I'm guessing that if we went back to it now with the experience and the knowledge and the tools that we have, we could just figure out a way that it would be better for the players, better for us, better from a just sort of consistency and pacing of experience point of view, trackable in the quest tracker, as opposed to like, here's some crazy bullshit that we have no idea what your next move is because we don't know what your intentions are, right? We can't even assume any intentions on the part of the player if it isn't structured such that there's a thing you're trying to do, you know? Like, you're trying to win the war, I guess. You know, I think we could probably do... Yeah, I don't know. If there were ways on either side that you could complete a quest such that complete a side quest such that it benefited both sides equally. Right. And maybe that's the choice that you're making. Then we could still figure out we could just figure out a way that you by just playing as a hippie also kill as many of your own compatriots. Right. That could become a new part of the goal. Right. Like, sure. The, uh, this is just a side goal. There are these things that you can do that we we present as accidents we present as bad consequences of like making the wrong decision about a thing right right when in fact what you're doing is you're setting up the cool but i but i would also kind of like to expose that like it just it feels weird as a puzzle how so it feels weird as a puzzle that you're supposed to get these two numbers to both equal 999 at the same time but we don't tell you what the numbers are like That's just not part of what I want to do with the sort of like quest revamp train is apply some transparency to at least the simple things about this. Well, but it's it's also just like a lot of the game. It's it is a totally optional thing, right? It is. All you need to do is it is. But to preserve it as a puzzle, we also just can't say this is how many more hippies you got to kill. Right. And I want to be able to say that. I want the quest tracker for level 12 to tell you how many enemy combatants are left so that you know and so that you see that number going down slow and you know that you need to make that number go down faster. And then you figure out ways to make that number go down faster. Like, I just I think that we can rebuild that puzzle. It's also not real. I mean, it's going to be a puzzle for everybody who starts playing from now until the end of time. So one percent of the total number of plays of this thing. So like we could make it a different puzzle just for those people because everybody else already understands what they're supposed to be doing. If they're trying to pull that weird shit off. Sure. And also they've already done it. So they don't care either. Anyway, these are the questions that are in my head that make me kind of want to do the sorceress tower first, because there's just way less to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't want to make it more complicated or involved. The, the sorcerer's tower? tower? Yeah. Well, maybe more, I mean, probably technically more involved than just like have items and select the right things from the drop down or whatever. But again, I want it to be a thing that at least the suboptimal way through it can just be described in terms of this is what you should do next is do this thing. Right. I had a pretty good. I woke up. This morning at like four thirty, and I and I 
ended up writing this down because I was afraid that I wouldn't remember it. And then when I when I got up for real, I was afraid that it was going to end up being stupid. Because you were high. Yeah, uh, no. I couldn't. I got up. You know, I was, I was uh, talking to Emily at like six in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I've been awake since four. I don't know what the fuck. I guess maybe I'm just getting up now. She's like, you should just smoke a bunch of weed so you'll go to sleep. I'm like, I don't think that's a very good idea. I think that. I think that using drugs at six in the morning on a work day would <laughs> make would would make me a bad person. What if those drugs were ibuprofen? Eh, that'd be fine. I do that. That gives me the get up and go I need to get up and go. How is ibuprofen fundamentally different from weed? I guess you're right. I guess it's really not. <laughs> um, one of them you buy at Walgreens. One of them you buy next door to Walgreens. <laughs> one of them you buy at Walgreens in 2018. Um Anyway, so I had this I had this idea for uh, the way that a new Sorcerer's Tower challenge might be hmm. constructed, which is that either and I thought, well, we can just make we can make like 120 new monsters for this and that'd be fine. Um, <laughs> but so the Sorceress is only allowing people in to the tower who are going to be a sufficient challenge for her. Okay. So she will only let in the fastest adventurer in the kingdom. And when you try to get through that gate that is only accessible to the fastest adventurer in the kingdom, it's like, nope, there's 10 guys faster than you unless you have plus 500% initiative or okay. whatever. And so we just, we so you just have to fight those 10. You guys. just have to fight those 10 guys oh, and okay. knock the fast pants off of them or whatever. I mean, we make it clear. And, and what they are is just like, fast seal club or fast turtle tamer fast like whatever right and so those then that just becomes another zone and then we do one of those for the strongest or the smartest or the coolest or whatever and then each of those just has six monsters that you have to fight them you know and they all have because you go to your character paint it's like there are 26,852 adventurers (laughs) smarter than you and you're like oh god damn it (laughs) so will the number of them that you have to fight be adjusted based on whatever your score is in that stat yeah nice that's so, yeah, and so then that's just a that's just a really straightforward like turning turning buffs into turn count reduction, which is very much in the sort of modern idiom of our quest design. Yeah, I like that a lot. Actually, and that's fine, right? So then that's just like thirty turns. So it's nominally more complicated. It's nominally longer, and there's more to it. But it's not. It's zero turns if you have access to buffs and. and- and, and we can, who knows? We can, and who knows where you go to get the best one? I, honestly, I would I would set the targets real fucking high. Like yeah, like 10, don't initiative. don't figure out how. I mean, I wouldn't say ten thousand probably, well, but but no, it's because you set it like ten thousand, and you you see what yeah, s- let the community figure it out or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, and then the and then the tower monsters designed sort of to have a weakness to be able to be tower killed, but not. Just a single item. Yeah. No, well, no. Uh, yes. Yes. A single item. Right. Which is the which is the sort of presented nominal way to kill them. But like this one. Oh, doesn't like a specific. This one. Yeah. This one takes secret. This one takes 10 rounds before it auto kills you. So if you can do the amount of damage that it takes to kill it in 10 rounds, then then you can get through it without having the item. Right. So then it just becomes this like. I don't have this, but do I have the combat ability to do it? But not have that be the same problem that you right. just have to solve six times in a row. Okay. You know, just have it be six different problems. And figure out a way to present that in such a way that you're told what the item is that you need to get. 
in order to do it, right? And, you know, maybe it's a new item that we put somewhere and they're all more or less balanced in terms of, like, what... Would, the, would there still be the possibility of getting it early and using, like, the telescope to figure out what's going on? That's a good question. I don't know what to do with the telescope in this thing. I Because I mean, if I there's mean, still a tower and there's still an item that you're trying to find... Yeah, but I kind of would like those to be the same every time. Maybe the item is in a different location every time and it tells you where, where to go early. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, I don't... Like, the telescope was a band-aid put on poor design. Like, it's a thing that is made to be desirable in an environment that wasn't very carefully constructed. You don't think it was just a cool way to mitigate randomness? Well, it was a cool way to mitigate randomness, except for some randomness is randomer than others. And so then it was a years long process of like shaving the, the barbs off of the particular roles that resulted in worse situations. Right. Until, until whatever the most annoying thing is, is no longer all that annoying. And so nobody complains about some particular thing now, you know, also because there are so many other ways to mitigate so much of the randomness. Now, I, like, I think tower killing is way more de rigueur than it used to be. Also, just because we've I wonder created so much more I wonder powerful if that's combat true. stuff. I don't know. I mean, I'm curious if we if we tracked how I many mean for were for, for like fast, fast, fast asses. Well, sure. No, and for the of- fastest adventurer in the kingdom. Having the flexibility to do that instead of having to go spend 10 turns finding an item that you missed was definitely, definitely optimal. I do still think that you should. I I think that you will still need all the keys. Okay. Right. But it will tell you which ones you need. <laughs> when you get to the door. Yeah. Like, it might not be a door that accepts any key anymore, right? There might just be a door with a picture of a digital key on it and a door with a picture of Boris on it and and whatever. Because all that stuff is fine, right? Like, there are... We've done a bunch of work in dealing with mitigating that randomness in ways that are kind of interesting to people. Right. With the key lime pies, cubling, whatever kind of bullshit, like, exists that I've forgotten about, you know. Yep. I, you know, I, I think that we can make something... And this is kind of like the way I feel about the level 12 thing, too. I think that we can make something that preserves the spirit of what we were going for there that just doesn't have any of the stuff that we would look at and think, ah, that's just kind of stupid at this point. You know, I know, like, Scully's not super happy with the riddles. I would, and and I love you, Riff, but I want to get rid of that door puzzle because that's, right now, that's just to, like, type this into a solver somewhere or do this one. No, I mean, it was cool at the time, but it's it's the sort of puzzle that... Everybody's seen it so many times now. It, it definitely needs to be swapped out for something new. Well. Uh, weird. Oh, I accidentally loaded the archived questions. That is why. Um, anyway, so that was a good question. Whoever asked that and whatever it was that you specifically asked. Um, yeah, Crimbo is going to be a thing too, though. <laughs> uh, Puazi Slayer says, do you think that's just misspelled Pussy Slayer? Because that's gross. Do you still play Kingdom of Loathing for fun? No, I never really played it for fun. <laughs> From the very beginning, you you like knew everything that was going on. Like it, it's not a. You can't really find joy in exploring the systems with that you have made, probably, right? Yeah. Unless you th- do you think do you think Derek you enjoys playing Spelunky? Maybe. I mean, 
there are things that I have enjoyed. There are times when I have enjoyed playing KOL. I like doing avatar runs, like doing zero skill avatar runs, just to make sure that those are tolerable. Mm. Um, I've been playing the Twitch stream stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Dread Pirate Roberts one says, a request for some statistics, please. Uh, are you able to create a graph that compares the age of the account and which top menu they are using, taking into account only people who've logged on since the new top menu was rolled? Me, I'm old school. I like the links. It has always been links and should always be links. Pictures are for newbies and kids. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure that some people are going to feel like that. And some of the people that feel like that are just wrong. Like, mm-hmm. they would like the new thing more if they gave it a chance, which is partially why I didn't get too head up at the possibility of people having like changing the way that that setting was stored and just defaulting everybody to the thing because the way that it stood once the iconic menu rolled out we were just giving everybody a flag when they created their account that was like ah, they're using the iconic top menu so that it wouldn't be triggered for everybody else by default but it should be triggered for everybody else by default like people complain about interface stuff because people don't like interfaces being changed. And because we are not like a social media outlet whose concerns are more with extracting as much information from you as we can instead of providing you with a good UI experience, like we're going to the, the non-combat action bar is just fucking good. It is better. It is an improvement. It has all of this functionality that if we stuck with the links menu, we never would have been able to give you. And it's people who the people who are using it like it. And I'm not saying that there isn't a person who genuinely, if you woke them up out of a 40 year coma today and you showed them both of those things, maybe there is somebody who would say, I like the links one better because maybe all of the reasons that people come up with to justify their preference for the old thing that they're accustomed to rather than the new thing that they're afraid of because they fear change. Maybe some of those reasons are real and not just back justifications, but I don't think so. (laughs) Like, sometimes the new thing is just better, and I think this is one of those things. Uh, Let's see. Jimbly Cake says, when is the next Twitch event? August 24th, uh, Sunday, August 24th at noon Pacific. MC Face says, currently I think the highest scaling monsters you can fight are in the Sloppy Seconds Diner, and those cap at just over 11,000 monster level. Would you be opposed to putting in an uncapped scaling monster maybe in the next Twitch zone or something? What are the types of things you take into consideration when putting caps on how high a monster can scale? Um, for a long time, the zone with the highest was Hamburg Laris at 5,000, and the Game Informer magazine bumped that up to 10, and now it's the Diner at 11. I mean, we don't, we tend to cap them if they're going to be around forever, especially, yeah. or if they're going to be around for a particularly long time, like uncapped scaling monsters for a month or for two weeks or whatever used to be a feature of Crimbo and it's not so much anymore. Um, we just sort of think about what people would appreciate. You know, we didn't, we wanted to make sure that, and this sucks, right? Because this is, this was in some ways like a revenue decision rather than a, rather than a fun decision. But we wanted the diner to be appealing as a place to level in run that would be available under the date restrictions past the time when the game inform dungeon phased out, right? So we wanted to make it a thing that people wouldn't skip because they already had the game informed dungeon. So we made them scale slightly higher so that there was a reason in which it was just strictly better. A reason by which a reason for which 
Uh, Cavsy says, any chance of a way to turn off the big white mouse over box for the new icon menu? No, I don't think so, because then there'd be no way for it to give you feedback on what was going on. It doesn't last very long. It lasts as long as you have mouse over. As long as you're mouse over, yeah. Uh, Deckard says two questions. One, I recently learned that over the years, the hilarious object grimoire would sometimes get new items added to it. According to the wiki, there are, there are plans to add more to that grimoire. Is that still a thing you guys are planning to do? And are there other Mr. Skull books that might be subject to this lovely treatment since hilarious object summoning is old as dust and both scarce and expensive in the mall? No, I think we decided to stop doing that after a certain amount of time because we'd used up all of the things that were likely to come out of a McPhee's item, you know, except for you know, not doing that for a few years gave us enough ideas to make a new grimoire. Yeah. And giving it a slightly different theme also. Two, what can you tell us about the possibility of any trophies related to the Confiscator's Grimoire? Baby's first grimoire here, and I hope it's I hope to get hella good use out of it. I've not put any trophies into it yet. Hmm. Um I might still, because that's a thing that I will do sometimes to what is otherwise just kind of cosmetic, goofy fun content. Cavsy says, "What is uh, in making an effigy of Jick? What features are most important? Uh, the huge straw-filled penis." Storm Dragon says, "Dear Jick and Company, I've recently written a letter to a girl who is into pen pal and asked me to do so. I remember having written a handful of letters back in my most young and vulnerable days, but it was strange to do so now, especially due to the fact that nowadays internet fucking exists. Have you ever written letters to anyone? Love, SD. Yeah, I used to write a lot of letters. I used to write some letters. I was more into yeah. sort of sending packages of random joke." stuff yeah whatever that was, was laying more around. similar to what i did yeah sometimes whatever was laying around but i, I mean just i figure i'd put a label on it that made it funny so like now somebody else can throw this away because all they care about is that it was funny the first time they saw it um because when i keep stuff it's like i'm going to do something with that someday and that's one of the things you can do with it is send it to somebody else in a way that is funny Let's see. Fly by Night says, what happens if you make a donation and then don't receive a reward? Well, you can submit a bug report and there's a category for that and we will process it by hand uh, the same or following business day. Tarf says, please read out my name backwards. Frat. But then he signs it. Thanks. Traff. Which is different. (laughs) Does this guy... Dyslexic? It's possible. P.S. You are the best. Um, Seb Dude Nacious says The new iconic top menu is mind-blowingly amazing I didn't expect it to live up to the many weeks of hype Seeing as it's just a menu But I've had entirely too much fun rearranging icons Linking nearly everything in the game to deny how great this thing is And I thought this change was great before I discovered Custom macros could be used to go anywhere and do almost anything Straight from the top menu Whoa! I'm beginning to realize there's so much stuff I want to put in this menu That I'd like a way to keep it from taking up too much space on the screen What do you think about adding the ability to sort the new top menu Into multiple pages like the combat action bar? Yeah, that's a... We talked about that a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, we wanted to kind of limit the... There's The next question is sort of about this, too. Um, well, sort of. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Starwood says, It would be really awesome if we could use something like the control statements from combat macros in chat macros. Random examples. Use a buff, but only if you don't already have the effect. Heal you with an item based on how low your hit points are. Buff a different stat based on your class. Adventure in a location, but only if your MP was high enough. And that's only using predicates which already exist in balls. Adding those predicates to chat macros was kind of out of scope for this. Like, that and the multiple pages were both, like, things that we were like, this would be nice to have. This is going to obviously be a thing that people want and that people ask for, but we're never going to roll this thing out if we try to give it every feature that it could have. Um, the amount of time that poor City Moira has had to 
spend booting up into Internet Explorer 9 to figure out some <laughs> obscure display bug. Like, I feel bad for him. Yeah, looking at our stats, we determined that more people play KOL on a PlayStation 3 than the browser that JLE uses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, man... Anybody who's listening that plays KOL on a PlayStation 3 browser, what the fuck? Like, what <laughs> is going on with your life that that's... You can, can't you get a, you could probably get a keyboard for it, right? Can you? It has USB slots. Yeah, okay. I get... Mm-hmm. Right? Plug it in your yeah. TV, nice big screen. Yeah. It seems like if you could afford a PlayStation 3 and connect to the internet, you could also afford, like, a $30 computer that would just $30. be better. I mean, like you could probably get PlayStation Three is a pretty great piece of hardware. I've been I've been extremely happy to uh, to share a room with one. I know you can watch all your uh, your Netflix and your Amazon streaming video from it and your crunchy rolls. Solo Zar says, Dear Chicken Friends, the Adam Candy Mountain Oyster is obviously inspired by a particular food item. Since it's Candy Mountain Oyster, though, don't you think it'd be funny with a joke referring to Charlie the Unicorn? no, because that was that's one of those things that I just decided was sort of f- personally, at least just off limits as a as a thing to joke about. Like it was a little too cloying. I don't know. And and it just. I, huh. I don't know. There are some things that I'm like, yeah, I would make a joke about this in KOL, but it's also like just making jokes about jokes is that, that's the thing. You, do you like yeah. to, you like to parody things that are not uh, f- or, like themselves original parody humor, right? Yeah, but I mean, I you know, I saw that because they might be giants. Songs are funny sometimes, and you'll reference them, but they're somehow different, right? Yeah, but it's also just like not really making the same joke, right? And just like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't exactly know how to articulate it, like the difference between that and like a Homestar Runner thing. Except, I mean, Homestar Runner is what one obvious difference is that Homestar Runner is. I think really good, and I didn't think that I, like Charlie the Unicorn was not of that caliber. Hmm. You know, it might be if that guy made a hundred more things, maybe they he would reveal himself to be as as on the ball as as those as those fellows. But it was know. it is performed really well. Like the script isn't necessarily mind blowing, but the the way that it is is crafted is very high quality. I think. Yeah. Like the Leopoldon thing struck me as very like kumquat rubber chicken, huh? Kind of just I would have never thought Leopoldon ha 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 the same yeah, way that you think random. kumquat ha ha ha. No, I don't either. It's just it's one of those things. It's random for the sake of being random. Like it's just it's wacky as opposed to having a a, a specific a raison d'être. Right, there's no reason for it to be that instead of something else. Sure. It's just there to be a random thing. It's like the it's like the sort of death spank caliber choices. Riff, did you play Death Spank? Uh I never finished it, but yeah, I played a bit of it. I know what you're talking about. I just I found it insufferable. There were just the the content of it I found insufferable. It wasn't great. Uh Unicorn poop as food item, I thought was unnecessary. Yeah. And 
I mean, there were some things I laughed at. I I laughed at the idea that he's rescuing these organs or or <laughs> rescuing these orphans, but upon rescuing them, he throws them into a sack and is just carrying this bag of orphans around. And there, you know, there are some lines that I thought were funny, but but for mo- for the most part, yeah, you're right. It was it, it was a lot of purple monkey dishwasher stuff. That's Riff's version. Purple monkey dishwasher is Riff's kumquat <laughs> rubber chicken. Um, the you know, I know that you rubber chicken with a poi in the middle. You and I differed a little bit. Re- really, I think you and Mister Skull, you hot stuff, and Mister Skull had differed a little bit because he he wanted to do the haggis thing in the grimoire, and he did the haggis thing as a sort of indictment of the ubiquity of just bacon, 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 fucking bacon. Right. Whereas you felt that it would have not, it, you were nervous. I think about the idea that because so many people were going to want bacon, that it was specifically a thing that we shouldn't do. Right. And I just kind of argue that like, I think the Twitch voting thing is sort of demonstrating that left to their own devices, the fans will choose for us to make the same joke over and over again. So like Sabretooth Kiwi was the worst monster on that list (laughs) from my point of view. Oh, but it makes such perfect sense because a, a Kiwi is the, is the woolly version of a lime. Okay. Was it your idea, Riff? I'm sorry yes. if it was. But it but I I would have rejected it out of hand under normal brainstorming circumstances because it is the same joke. Right? It's just us making the same joke again. It's it is a slightly modified version of the joke, right? Cuz it's it, it is just KOL referential as opposed to external referential, which you generally try to avoid, right? Eh, I mean my main reason for not liking it, my, re- my main reason for dismissing it and feeling like it was the worst option on there is because it was just the same joke again, right? It, but oh, it's R- a- But Riff just explained why it isn't the same joke. It's, it's a joke about the joke, right? Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. So, but Sabretooth Lime, like, how is that not a, a kumquat in and of itself? Yeah, you're right. I mean, that was <laughs> a that- lime, not a kumquat. <laughs> <laughs> that you you are right that it is just yeah. a weird you're right that it is just a weird absurd thing yeah right but at least it was a novel weird absurd thing okay. like that's yeah. the, that's mean, abs- what I'm abs- talking about abs- so like, but stuff. is the Leoplerodon not novel <sighs> I, I mean I'm not I, I'm not trying to be like aggressive I'm just I'm just curious no no, no I don't I mean, have as many point. of these I, like sort also of deeply held the, the saber tooth lime is probably not a thing that I would write now because like I've not actually played through death's bank but i i watched over melissa's shoulder while she played it and it seemed funny right like i don't know you like i feel like you have a more rarefied sense of what should be what humor should strive for or whatever and a lot of people just like a joke and it's okay if the joke is something that they've sort of heard before you know yeah, I I'll mean, go back and listen to like Louis C.K.'s, you know, live show. I probably watched it six times, and it's still funny. Oh, right? sure, I like literally the same jokes. I will write, but no, no, it's not. 
literally the same joke is a different thing than just making the same joke again in a slightly different form. That's, that's the point. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like a palette shift. Oh, this is a totally different skeleton because it's fucking orange instead of gray. Like, okay. I mean, that's fine, but I'm not going to pretend like this isn't filler because it obviously is right. That's the kind of thing. It's not, it's not just like, Oh, I fought two skeletons. It was like, no, you tried to sell me this as a different, enemy when in fact it's just the same joke right it's just the equivalent of a palette shift you know i don't know i mean i think this is partly my like cards against humanity problem yeah no i think i, I and i think it very much is the same kind of coming from the same place aesthetically and i'm just I, i'm always just curious how to just see if i can drill down into what yeah where that comes from and what that means I mean, the saber-toothed lime thing came from just a joke that i made in person with a friend which you know right like it was it was like on the spur of the moment like it was funny in the moment and then you carried it into the game and it's still funny and it's 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 become this very iconic thing for the game uh jim uh frog fractions crawford retweeted this thing a couple days ago that was like just it's something that's like shitty muse or whatever it's just like bad creative ideas and the thing that i saw was oh these in jokes that you have with your friends the general public is gonna love these I'm like well you know it sort of worked for me so that was you have good you have good friends um, i must i must Let's uh, go eat a tater tot and uh, drink a beer and then come back and record a video games hot dog. How does okay. that sound, Riff? Okay. You also have to go find some tater. You have to go find some uh, gluten-free, <laughs> low-carb tater tots. <laughs> gluten-free? Is there gluten in tater tots? <laughs> They're bre- probably breaded with wheat. I don't, I don't. I don't eat. I'm not a gluten-free person. No, I guess they don't bread. Do they bread tater tots? Did you see that? Did you see that study that was just sort of there? Yeah, about how if you don't actually have celiac, you're not gluten sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, I don't there know. There was a metafilter thread it, actually but... about how the popularity of people thinking they're gluten sensitive is actually causing problems for people who actually have celiac and, and well, gluten problems because it's causing but doctors also to not take them tell seriously. people. Right? Like, I don't think it's people just deciding that they're gluten-free. A lot of them, apparently it is. It's it's uh, people self-diagnosing. I mean, I think statistically most food allergies are just imagined bullshit. Hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure that's d- demonstrably true. I mean, there are more food allergies than there used to be, for whatever reason. There's a higher incidence of them. But... That's because we don't poison enough of our babies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were always people with phenylketonuria, stuff like that. I don't even know what that is. That's uh, a thing where you can't process phenylalanine, and so there's a lot of foods that you just have to avoid. What is phenylalanine? Uh, it's some enzyme that is, it occurs in a lot of natural stuff, I think. Is Maybe. that the stuff that, that means that you can't put raw pineapple in jello? I don't know. What happens if you do, Riff? Does it explode? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it just doesn't gel. You can't serve an infant uh, glazed with honey. <laughs> the infant might get sick and you can't, die before you can't it's give the right a baby temperature. An entire honey glazed ham. <laughs> yeah, the the baby's dying from eating honey thing is crazy to me. That's that's pretty weird. Yeah, I don't get that one. I mean, I think it's the kind of thing that it probably there wasn't like 
a certain percentage of babies just died from it and a certain the, percentage yeah. of babies just died. Yeah. Like always, you know? So <laughs> it's just a weird thing that like, why would you think like, that seems like such a perfect thing to feed a baby. Yeah. Like, and babies die for no reason all the time. Hmm. So like, who knows how long it would have taken to actually put that together. But it's like, once they figured it out, it's like, wow, nobody's going to believe that everyone who learns that is going to think, weird i never would have known that and then maybe they'll remember when it's time for them to not feed a baby honey maybe they won't <laughs> i don't like know great great there's no grape flavored ice cream because it's poisonous to dogs <laughs> just grapes in general are poisonous well, to dogs sure. right and so like but, but a dog won't eat it. a dog won't eat a grape but a dog will totally eat grape ice cream yeah well and grape and ice cream is like don't. a thousand times more concentrated of the poison the dog poison than an actual uh, grape like is. Chocolate will also poison a dog, and they don't not sort make of. They'd have to eat a lot of chocolate. It's yeah. It's also it, and mo- I think most of the time, if a dog eats chocolate, it will just like get sick and shit all over the place. But it won't die unless it's uh-huh. like it eats a fuckload of chocolate, or it's like really old. old if the chocolate's chocolate. really old, yeah. yeah if the chocolate's really, like <laughs> if the chocolate is, turns white, like <laughs> old dog poop. Ah. Uh. Yeah, maybe that's why dog poop used to turn white in the 70s is because dogs ate more chocolate because <laughs> not so many not as many dogs were allergic to chocolate. I thought it was just because the, the dog poop from the 70s was really old so it has turned white. Yeah. <laughs> just like my hair. Dog my, poop doesn't turn hair. white anymore. Doesn't turn white. When's the last time you saw white dog poop? The 70s, that's when. <laughs> I don't I don't really know. I, I, first of all, I'm not sure that I've ever seen white dog poop. Now that now that you've brought it up, and uh, yeah, I think it's because in the 70s, uh, when they were rationing fuel, uh, most people just fed their dogs chalk to save money. <laughs> okay, all right, and this fiasco. Okay, <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. We'll uh, night. see you in a few. Have a great week.